Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Amy G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Thursday, June 23rd, 2022, and today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in Bill's story at page 11, unpacking the fourth paragraph. Had this power originated in him? I'm packing that one paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thank you so much to Team Thursday, Abby S., Devorah S., Martha Z., Kelly I., Betty N., and the newcomer greeter, uh, Karen W., and the host for the second awesome unrecorded hour, Nancy P. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022, 7 a.m., 19,097, that's 19097. And for the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, 19,098, that's 19098. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Kelly I to read the 12 steps. Go for it, Kelly. Kelly, press star one to unmute. My my apologies. I thought I had already done that. Good morning, Kelly I in Indiana, reading the 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Number two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Number three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Number four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Number five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Number six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Number seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Number eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Number nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Number 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Number 11, 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And number 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service, and I pass. Thank you so much, Kelly. I will now ask for Betty N. to read the 12 traditions. Please go ahead, Betty. Good morning. This is Betty N. in sunny Florida and the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, Each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to serve. I pass. Thank you so much, Betty. All right, so we're going to find out how our meeting works here. Our meeting focuses on the direction for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. You'll hear the beeper in the background. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. 
Today, we resume our study in the big book. We're in Bill's story on page 11, the fourth paragraph. And I'm going to ask Abby F. to get us started. Step on up, Abby. Can't wait to hear you. Abby, star one. Hi, this is Abby. Can you can you can you hear me? Yes, I can. There you are. Okay. Thank you so much. Having trouble finding. Can you tell me the page number? I didn't. I just had it, but then I lost it. Sure. Page eleven, the fourth paragraph in Bill's story. Okay, got it. All right. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Abby, recovered in Michigan. Had this power originated in him, obviously it had not. There had been no more power in him than there was in me at that minute, and this was none at all. So this is where he starts to realize, like, going from step one to step two, and he's looking at his friend and realizing that like himself, his friend is powerless over this and that there's something greater than himself that's pulling him out of this darkness. And this, this is the important part where Bill starts to kind of make the shift like to a new open possibility that there, that there's something out there that could possibly save him too and I think that it's a really dark place to be in step one to be like only in step one without step two because being convinced by all these experiences that I'm broken and I absolutely cannot fight this disease on my own like that that's a really sad place to be very necessary sad place to be but then what a window of opportunity and this beautiful door that can be open to start to realize that there's a power greater than me that can restore me to sanity or bring me sanity for the first time and um this week in particular i was thinking about it or this morning when i was meditating on this paragraph i was also thinking about character defects like that there's a power greater than me that can remove these big emotions from me and restore me to sanity. Um, This week in particular, I was struggling with a resentment that like a deep, 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 deep resentment that wasn't a surface level one of just like a 10th step. It was deep and I'm working with my sponsor on it, but, um, you know, as t- as days and time pass, like that was removed. And I have to think that that is also a power greater than myself. Like to have anger and then have it removed is a miracle. And to have an obsession of food and to have it be removed is a miracle. And one thing I want to add too is that this step, like just the belief isn't enough. Like I need to do the rest of the steps to maintain that um, that neutrality. So step two is just a beginning, like realizing there's something else. But 
I can't just believe I need to do the work too. So I'm really grateful to be here. Um, I'm heading out of town with my cooler packed and all my meals packed to go. Um, wedding plan. I'm getting married and I'm really grateful for this program that has allowed me to um, have these things. So without a pass. Thank you so much, Abby. And congratulations, by the way. Okay, so we want to hear from folks. Can't wait. But if you've uh, shared in the last two days, we ask that you uh, let others share their experience, strength, and hope as well. So who would like to share on what was read? Janice PM. Greg K. Nancy. Nancy R. Nancy R. From Indiana. There are two of us. Okay. Eileen at P. From Minnesota. Sue's from New Jersey. P. Sue's from New Jersey. Lee H. Lee H. Anybody else? For this round. Oh, dokie. I've got Janice PM, Rick K. I think it was Nancy R. Indiana, Eileen P. Sue's from New Jersey, and Lee H. Anybody else? All right, Janice PM, you're up. Come well, on. thank you. So- yeah, thank you so much, Amy G. And everybody on this line. Uh, my name is Janice PM, and I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Wow, this is this is the process that Bill is going through to get to step two, and it is a process. Remember, I don't know if you remember it, but I take it as up and down, like a like a, a seesaw. He's got beliefs, then it goes down. Then he's got beliefs, and then it goes down. So he's struggling a little bit, but now he's starting to, remember, closed mind, no hope. But now he's starting to open his mind because he's asking himself, had this power? But remember, it's a small P at this time. He doesn't know that that it's it's going to be a capital P. Had this power originated in him? He's asking himself. How, I mean, he identified so much with Evie that, you know, they both, they knew they had the problem. He he drank with him like a drunk. He knew they probably tried so many ways to stop. But how come he's so changed now? You know, there's something that started that caused him, originated in him. and and, And he said he had no more power in him than he did in me at that minute, and that was none at all, because he was defeated, remember, he was defeated, he didn't, he didn't uh, have any solution, but he's coming to a conclusion, step two, came to believe in a power, doesn't name it, it just says a power greater than himself, can't be him, and he was always the power. I was always the power. So I, boy, do I identify with Bill, you know, especially with the proof of people on this, on this line 
that had been proved for me for years. They talk about the power. And it came to me, too, when I practiced the solution that Debbie is going to give him in the next page. And it's going to change the world, <laughs> change the world's mind, especially mine, about the solution. So, it, you know, this is what it, what it is. He knew he was alcoholic. He knew his friend was dead. He knew he had a step one. But he, he can't, he's wrestling with this religious idea. He doesn't know what this power is. But he's, he's sitting before him. Evie's sitting before Bill, the proof. Just like you people have gone before me and was the proof and told me what the solution was. But I had to experience it. I had to go through it. First, I had to come to a conclusion that I'm not the power. The power's got to be bigger than me. No human aid. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jess. Perfect timing. Okay. I think I had it wrong. It's not Rick K. It's Greg K. Is that right? Greg, if you're out there? Yes, you are correct that time. Thank you, moderator. Appreciate oh, it. Groovy. Um, I had a little help, to be honest. <laughs> that's all right. Little birdie out there. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I don't normally like to share in this meeting just because it's so intimidating with all the recovered people on here. Um, but, you know, we're, we're essentially all the same. But uh, just sitting here listening this morning, I've, I've definitely seen what I consider miracles in my life. Uh, always been jealous of Bill and people like Bill because I did not have that white light struck abstinent experience. Mine has been of the educational variety over the last well, my whole life, but really since I came into program over the last 12 years and sitting here this morning thinking, uh, you know what, Bill earned that white light experience because like everyone else, like Bill, I've been through some shit. My shit wasn't as bad as Bill. So, you know, I think Bill earned that instant white light experience. I had to take a, a little bit longer time, but, um, you know, I do believe in God. I call it God because I don't know what the hell it is. It's a high, something out there. There's something out there. It's not me. That's what my sponsor said. There is a God. It's not you. That's all I really need to know. I don't know if it'll get any deeper than that, but I've seen whatever it is moving in my life. Um, I've told this story before, and I don't give a shit what other people think. To me, it was a genuine miracle. Um, it was a Sunday in the end of February back in 2012. I was over 500 pounds. I was miserable. Um, I decided that I was going to kill myself and I felt so peaceful, you know, uh, I felt, you know, oh, this is going to end. And I was so happy. And about 30 minutes later, the phone rang and it was my sponsor responding to an email I had sent a previous few days earlier. Don't remember what the email was about. I don't even remember what he said. He had no idea what was going on with me or what I was going through because I hadn't shared it with him. Uh, by the time the phone call was over, I, I didn't want to die anymore. Now, I grappled with depression and suicidal thoughts past that. But in that moment, what are the odds that I'm going to get that friggin' phone call right at the moment that, that I needed it? Um, you know, that call saved my life. I really don't think I would be here if that call hadn't come in. And I can't even tell you what it was about. have no clue. I just know that whatever it was when it was done – I was okay. 
I've seen other things that maybe they're not that miraculous, but I don't know how many times I pick up the phone to call people, one person, two person, four, five, I'm 10 people deep, nobody's picking up the phone. But that 10th person, that 10th person, their experience is just what I need to hear. I have seen that experienced it just so many flipping times that it, it's I, I can't just knock it off to coincidence anymore. Um, I've been connected with people in this program that I can relate to, that I we couldn't be further apart in every other aspect of our life. Couldn't be further apart. But man, when it comes to this disease, we are kinship. And um, it, it's just crazy how this works. I can't tell my closest friends and family easily about my disease and what I go through. I can meet a perfect stranger from the other side of the world, have a conversation about them, and let them know. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you for your service. Thank you so much, Greg K. Okie doke. We have Nancy R. followed by Eileen P. Nancy, please go ahead. Uh, thank you so much. Um, good morning, everybody. My name is Nancy R. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. And I'm asking today, I'm recovered by the grace of God and this power. Um, these, this is a short paragraph, but it is so powerful. Um, I enjoyed the, the uh, historical perspectives that I heard this morning. Got a lot from the share before me. But, um, what I want to add is that for so many years in this program, I articulated step two, but I really didn't feel it because I kept trying. I kept trying to fix, manage, and control this disease. I figured if I would try this, maybe I could uh, handle it. I would say that I was powerless, but until I really uh, began to understand um, what powerless really meant. And I'm so grateful that I came to that understanding. Today I understand that I have a physical allergy and a mental obsession. I think it's so important. Step one is one I must understand 100%. I don't take it, but I must understand it and believe it to, uh, to the core of my being, why I am powerless. And once I get that understanding, then my dilemma is what am I going to do? What, what am I going to do? I know I have this powerful information. I know that I can't uh, handle these foods, but something in me drives me to pick them up again and again. So, I, I And I can't stop myself from doing this. So what am I supposed to do? And then step two, as articulated in this paragraph, tells us uh, that they, I have to find the power. And uh, I, today I'm so grateful that I found that power. You know, um, uh, as it says in the book, we're we're able to do and go in places, do miraculous things because of this power. You know, uh, I never thought that I would be able to be around uh, <clears throat> certain foods that I thought I could not live without. And today, because I have access to this power and I have access to this power, every morning I access this power, every day throughout the day, because I know it's not me. I'm grateful that it's not me, but I know that it's not me doing it. You know, I have been relieved of over 100, 100, about 120 pounds since 1993. That's nothing short of a miracle. I did not, I, 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 you know, I couldn't do it. I couldn't keep five pounds off. If I lost five pounds, I would gain eight back, you know. 
So I know that there's a power beyond me that's doing it. And it is my joy to share this with people that I sponsor, you know, the fact that it's not me, it's not it's not us. You know, it's not you 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 will never do it. That's why we're here because we like that power. But uh there's one who has our power as it says. And anybody who's struggling, don't give up. You know, keep working right. until you can access that power. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Nancy from Indiana. Eileen P, you're up followed by Sue's I didn't get her initial of her last name in New Jersey. Go ahead, Eileen. Hi, this is Eileen P from Minnesota. Can I be heard? Absolutely. Hello. Oh, good. <laughs> Sometimes I do this wrong or incorrectly. Um, uh, I am so grateful for uh, for these meetings, um, and I I love going through the big book uh, in this way. I've never been through in a slow and, and careful way. Um, and I, I love that we're doing a paragraph at a time. Um, yeah, I, I think what I struggled with, like I, you know, I've been an atheist, agnostic, blah, blah, blah. And I've been, and I, uh, I've been a Christian for many years, but, um, you know, I was 30 before I even heard about the program, um, at all and struggled to come in and to reconcile, you know, what it was and, and could not hear any of the messages because I was still eating, uh, substances that, clouded my mind and um, were addictive to me. And, you know, slowly I figured out, I, I did get the allergy of the body pretty quickly because I'd be like, oh, you know, I eat sugar and I am in the case with the donuts. I mean, you know, it's just I, that it, like came pretty quick. But I never, it, it's, it, it feels like, you know, I'm 55 now and I'm starting to I'm like, oh, the obsession of the mind. Like, I feel so good when I'm abstinent from those foods, you know, sugar and different things. But I don't, I'll always go back because of the obsession of the mind. And I just, uh, that takes God to stop me from doing that. There's no power in me to not go back. Um, There's no power in me to be abstinent either. But I think, you know, I just didn't really get that, oh, it's like I really don't have any power. I will go back even though I'm happy when I'm abstinent and I feel good and I feel better and I engage with my kids. And, um, you know, it's just there's no – I don't have any power uh, to not go back. And um, I am gratefully recovering. I'm going through step four again. Um, so that's where I am in this. But um, so – and Bill was a talented person, and this disease was going to kill him and take him away from and take everything away from him. Um, so I just, you know, you can have a lot of privilege in life, which I have. I have an intact family. I, you know, I was given all these things, and I will still die in this disease if I don't recover daily, if I don't get recovered and, and, um, you, and uh, avail myself of this power every day and I'm learning to do that and I'm so blessed and I, I love listening to this. I can barely sleep at night sometimes and I listen at these meetings at night and I'm like, oh, I sleep better because, because there's hope. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to do that, but I'm just so grateful. That'll pass. Thank you so much, Irene. Never apologize for crying. Not on this meeting, girlfriend. Okay. We have Suze, somebody from New Jersey. Go ahead, Susie. 
Hi, I'm Suze S. from New Jersey. Aha. Um, <laughs> and there's no Suzy. <laughs> Got it. But um, anyway, good morning, everyone. Uh, thank you for your service. Thank you for your inspiration. I thank Higher Power for bringing me here today. Um, this has really made a difference. I'm actually home. Um, I'm supposed to be out of the <clears throat> um, contagious stage of COVID, <clears throat> but I'm still having symptoms. And yesterday was awful. So to hear this today is <clears throat> literally a saving grace. Um, unfortunately, I, I ate some something that had sugar in it, which I didn't realize until I said, wait a minute, let me check the label. It was almond butter. <clears throat> so after three or four weeks, I even forget now. I'm so disgusted <laughs> of sobriety and, and abstinence. Not sobriety, but, you know, in the food program. <clears throat> I now have, uh, excuse me, I now have uh, to start over, I suppose. I've been checking that with my sponsor, and she's not a food sponsor. Um, I can't do this alone. I cannot do this alone. I am powerless. Um, I know the minute I step away from this program in HP that I will start eating again, eating sugar. <clears throat> and I have, ever since I was very, very young, it has always been about weight. It has always been about what I eat. Um, there have been lots of criticism in my life, but that's been a standard. And the self-loathing that comes back all the self-pity, everything. I did read ahead a little bit from this paragraph. <laughs> so it's a spoiler, I know. But um, I wanted to see. I had to see. And it hit me. Um, I thought of, I was at least religious and then spiritual for most of my life. This is different. This is a whole different power. Just like Bill is finding out now. And I cannot do this alone. So I'm very gratefully recovering in this program. And I recommend anybody and myself most especially for any doubts to just keep reading and just keep showing up. And for right now, that's my work is to just keep showing up and reading and doing all the other work. So this person that shared today, had exactly what I needed through HP, and I thank you all. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Suze S. from New Jersey. Okay. Before we move on to Lee, just a friendly reminder, we are on page 11, the fourth paragraph, fourth paragraph, starting with had this power originated in him, that paragraph only, so be ready to give your name if you'd like to share after Lee. Okay, Lee H., please go ahead. Lee, are you there? Press star one to unmute. Oh? Oh, okay. No, I'm not names, just... Lee, are yeah, you there? Thank you, Amy. Can you hear me? There we go. I can. Okay, thanks so much. This is Lee H. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater from Tennessee this morning and getting so much from the shares already. Uh, I don't know that there's too much more I can add, but 
uh, it it just amazes me that here is Ebby who, you know, I mean, they didn't have this book, but, you know, he had something, he had gained something, he had been given something that he wanted to pass on to Bill, and he had found a power, and he was um, being used by Bill's power, higher power, to reach out to Bill, and Bill realizes now he has no power, and obviously, Ebby had no power either, and it's just such a an amazing moment, and um, I, I look at this as just a real gift, and it took me a while to get there. It took me several tries with sponsor, you know, with sponsors sponsoring me, and uh, I think that lay aside prayer, prayer helped me more than anything else because I did think I had a power, but it wasn't working. And so to just say that set aside prayer, uh, just to open myself up to something different, something different was what I needed. And I look at, I, I had an experience with my husband a couple of weeks ago that I looked sort of as an analogy. I love the way Larry Kay gives us analogies sometimes. And for me, I keep thinking back on this hiking trail that my husband and I were on, and we thought we were on the easy path. And before we knew it, we were had veered off. And instead of just walking on a sandy path, we started walking on roots, and then the roots became big boulders the size of car tires. And my husband started falling, and I, I just remember looking out just stopping for a second and pausing and just the emotions were so big the fear was so big and yet I remember just saying God help us and before I knew it this this couple came up and they were angels and they just they saw the trouble my husband was in he's diabetic he he needed something to eat we had been out there for several hours and they they had you know snacks and 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 the young man just took my husband's hand and just guided us back to the easy path and actually just took us back to our car. It was such a good picture for me to see that my higher power uses people in my life. And he's used all of you that I hear on the line every morning. And it just it just keeps me going. And so I just repeat what the last uh, speaker said, just keep coming back. Thanks so much for letting me share. Thank you so much, Lee. Okay. So, um, who else would like to share on what was read? Jen O. Oh, from Florida. Vasa O. Larry K. Vasa. Kevin O. from Florida. Larry K. Kevin. Tanya D. Oh, hold on. Okay, so Tanya D. That might Lisa be it. Alisa, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how we go. All right. I've got Jen O, Vasa O, Larry K, Kevin O, Tanya D, Lisa B. So um, we'll get rolling here. If you didn't get a chance to share, please remember we have another hour afterwards as well. So please hang in. Share then. All right. Jen O, you are up. Please go ahead.
Jim, are you there? Press star one to unmute. Hi, this is Jen from Florida. Um, originally from Rhode Island, it's always uh, comforting to hear the different people talk about the, where they're from. And um, this paragraph, you know, it's just a sentence or two, but it's it's pretty powerful. And I've been listening for days um, with everybody talking about Ebby and their Ebby. And I didn't really think about how that might relate to me, but it somebody said something a little while ago and and it made sense that I, I was able to identify somebody that could have been my Ebby and I used to babysit for these kids and um their dad was a, a raging alcoholic, you know, screaming, yelling, violent and um you know, if I was ever there and he was home we were all like hiding and the first time I went into, it wasn't maybe the first time, but close to it, that I went into um, an AA meeting, I, you know, I was trying to hide, like, in the back, be the wallpaper, hopefully nobody saw me, and I saw him across the room, their dad, and I was like, oh, wow, you know, what, you know, and um, at, towards the end of the meeting, they, they said, um, you know, anybody with a year or more, raise your hands, and he raised his hands, and it was just, to me, it was like, it it baffled me. I was like, wow, you know, somebody that I saw was that bad had over a year. And, you know, I was just thinking about it, you know, because he became somebody that was like supportive of me. And, you know, we'd run into each other over the years. And and it was just like a really cool experience to, that was the first time I was able to see somebody else that I knew and I knew was that bad um, find recovery, find and keep recovery, stay in it. And I didn't know that that was possible. And, you know, I, I show up here pretty hopeless. I get pretty, you know, somebody else said it, you know, suicidal, major depression. And I really don't, I really don't want to die. I just don't know how to live with how I feel. So, um, I'm very grateful to be here and that everybody else is here. And I'll pass. Thank you so much. Jen O from Florida. Vasa O followed by Larry K. Please go ahead, Vasa. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive, Ovida, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And uh, thank you, Amy, for your service and everybody's service this morning. And uh, I can identify so much with this paragraph. There had been no more power in him than there was in me. Yeah, there was no more left power for me to to put the food down by the time I came to my first meeting, and I really had no problem. I I admitted I was powerless over the food addiction after trying to put it down for so long, so many years. It was just so exhausting, so... And this is step second, you know, that we are reading about. But I was ready and willing to do step one, two, and three at the same time. I can, he can, and I'll let him. Whoever is out there to help me, um, I just ran out of power, trying to do it by myself, by my own willpower. And um, it seemed like um, the door, I was just so broken and I remember feeling very sad over the years after trying and not being able to accomplish what I wanted to do. 
So the door and uh, the door just opened. I needed to find a power greater than myself to help me. And that really, that was the key. But that's all I could just focus at that time, just to put the food down and, you know, just keep it down one day at a time, one meal at a time. And I was getting that power. And I know for myself, you know, I don't care. My sponsor said to me, get on your knees every time the obsession comes back or the thought comes back. You ask God to help you. I'm not going to be with you 24 hours, and you cannot be at a meeting for 24 hours. You can't, you know, you got to, she taught me how to go to God, to a higher power greater than myself, which I really welcomed a power greater than myself. I was having a hard time, you know, with God at that time. So, and uh, that was the key, you know, just, you know, I could do it something that I couldn't ever do before. And that power was my higher power working through me. And, of course, going to the meetings, like this meeting, it's a miracle for me. I could come on it every single day, and it's paragraph by paragraph. We can share on the same thing. It's amazing. Before, I used to go like once a week to a big book step study. So gradually, little by little, I started trusting and relying on God with the rest of the steps with the character defects. But I couldn't do that till I put the food down. Oh, that's my time. Thank you for, thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much, Vasa O. from Massachusetts. Okay, Larry K., step on up. Thanks, Amy. Thanks so much for your service. Larry Kay recovered from Chicago. Says that there had been no more power in him than there was in me at that minute, and this was none at all. I have a cousin in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. I was thinking about her this morning. Uh, she's about 10 years younger than me. And I remember I was, um, I was, I was visiting uh, Harlan out there months and months ago and um and he may not remember but I, I i had no one had seen my cousin in a long time she's she's one of us it's most certainly she's just not aware of it really um and i had said you know she's in a bad state she can't move she's living with her parents she you know she's she's probably in excess of 500 pounds and i remember what just what a delightful human being she was but she hadn't talked to anybody and I said, you know, should I reach out to her? I don't know. He said, yeah, why not? Here's the text. Morning, Jill. I'm throwing out a life preserver. If you want help, I'd be privileged to offer it. I'm really sorry you're having health challenges. There is a way out. Love, Larry. I, I never heard from her again. I bring that up because um, she had surgery yesterday. I don't know if she'll make it out of surgery. Uh, this disease is progressive. This disease may take her at a far too young age. She lost everything, her sight, her freedom, her ability to live. It's such shame. She no communication with anybody. She used to be such a vibrant, lovely, social person. No communication for years. Um, there, there's, I didn't have the power <laughs> to offer. I could just throw out a life preserver. There was none in me at all. But there is a power. Um, the second one, real quickly, I, we, we went back to the office a couple of days a week. I have a colleague. I was helping her install a screen. See, she can't see this disease. She's uh, much bigger than before the pandemic. 
the screen it's a huge big screen that that's like her computer terminal just to see just to navigate and i i just i was helping her install it and um this disease doesn't mess around it'll rob you of every dignity it is progressive it is permanent it is ultimately fatal it will take you out it doesn't have a care in the world for you and yet juxtaposed to that is a power there is a power greater than us that if through the implementation of these steps, through reliance on this power, people can and will get well. And I offer those to you just to, to let people know on the line there is hope, there's tremendous hope, and yet more people are dying than are being saved. And that's just the, the stark reality. But I am so grateful that there is a solution for people and that I have the opportunity to be on this beam of recovery and to maybe carry the message to someone. I hear the bell there, Amy. Thanks for your service. I pass. Thanks, Larry. And you know, and we'll be praying for your niece. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Grateful, grateful. Okay, indeed. Let's move on. Kevin O., you're up. Please go ahead, followed by Tanya B. Uh, good morning, everybody. I'm Kevin. I'm I'm a compulsive overeater, et cetera, and more. Um, yeah, this is a powerful paragraph for me, too. I'm a, I'm uh, a new... Where are you from, new, Kevin? I'm Kevin, from Florida. I'm sorry, where are you from? Okay, Florida. awesome. Please go ahead. Yeah, Fort Lauderdale. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I just, uh, I'm just new to this meeting. Really, well, not new, I'm a couple of months, and uh, um, and I've been trying to look at this, and... and and this paragraph and the the one that precedes it both powerfully tell me about how desperate I had to become to get to be willing to hear uh my Ebby. My Ebby was a former patient reaching out to me for help. Um and this was one of my darkest times. I was just back home from following being Baker acted for suicidal ideation. The police had taken my weapons. I was home alone. I was over a ton. I couldn't walk really. I had a walker. That's the only way I could walk. And um, uh, doing cancer treatments while drunk, um, just a mess. And uh, and he he gave me that that I don't know how, but that one point was when I was willing to listen to him tell me about how this the program this book helped him and how he had found his higher power and and um i i'm i'm amazed at the simplicity of this this book it, it it's just profound how 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 approachable this is and and powerful this is as a as a spiritual uh, conduit or whatever you want to call it, because for me, um, I was willing to listen to a former patient guide me and bring me hope that I could get better. Um, and that was over three years ago, and it's been a bumpy, bumpy road. But now I'm here in OA realizing that this sugar and and overeating and all of this compulsive beating a shit out of myself emotionally um is my uh gateway <laughs> drug 
so I'm, I'm, uh, it's taken a long way to get here, but I'm here and, uh, I'm now working with somebody and he's being very guiding, guiding and guideful or, or, or helpful and, um, suggestive and I'm listening again. So I want to thank you guys, everybody who runs this program. This is a life-saving thing that you do. And, uh, that's enough for me. Thank you. Thank, Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Kevin. Welcome aboard, as they say. Welcome to Overuse Anonymous. Welcome home. So that was Kevin from Florida. Tanya D., you're up, followed by Lisa B. Hi, uh, this is Tanya D., recovered compulsive overeater from uh, Illinois. And uh, this is a really amazing summary of uh, steps one and two. And I just keep thinking, you know, what if Bill wasn't at the bottom, you know, and and Nebby came to him? Um, he probably would have, you know, maybe listened to him and said, well, well, how nice, and then, you know, would have would have carried on on drinking, you know. So this shows kind of, you know, that that I do have to be defeated myself in order to pay attention, um, and and certainly that's my experience. You know, I think if I had heard about program when I was less desperate. And I did hear about it, you know, and then and then was like, no, this isn't for me, and then got more desperate. And then I was uh, willing to listen. So, you know, that's definitely a requirement, you know, to be uh, to be at the bottom, uh, though I do believe we can, you know, hit bottom when we stop digging. Um, and then, yeah, the other requirement is to know, um, you know, to know what it was like for Abby, because I also think, you know, if um, Bill had known uh, Ebby before and he would have shown up and he's like well yeah like I you know I know how you can solve uh, your drinking problem but Bill wasn't convinced that Ebby had really been that bad I, it also wouldn't have worked right um, because when I first read about this program when I before I met any people who had worked it and you know recovered because of it it didn't make any sense to me. Like, you know, if you give me the 12 steps and you don't show me somebody for, for whom they worked, I'm like, how is admitting that you're powerless helpful? Um, like, work to higher power? Like, what, what are these character defects things? Like, I'm, I have a problem with food and, and with weight. Um, you know, the other stuff, like, why, why, does it, why is it connected? Because I didn't even realize I, you know, I ate over my feelings because I just ate all the time. I, I preemptively, you know, ate over feelings that would have come up, so I didn't even relate to um, eating over my feelings. But, yeah, that combination of being desperate and seeing somebody who, uh, for whom the program has worked, um, that's really essential, and, and this is why I think it's important, you know, to share what it was like because yeah like we didn't know each other many of us didn't know each other in the before state right so we kind of have to communicate that to to people um to say like yeah you know i i my diets ended before lunch and um you know my days uh ended in binges and and i you know went and i went for one and finished the whole box and so on and so forth um you know i think that's really and, and no longer do that i think that's really important for um, for bringing hope, for like really um, bringing kind of the, the step two message that um, yes, we don't have the power, um, and, and for saying actually this power didn't originate in me. You know, I know that I haven't um, binged in years, and I know that power did not originate in me because I tried so hard uh, and for so long. Um, and so there's there's a lot of hope here, you know, and. Um, I, we are so lucky, thanks, to have so many people who have recovered. Um, and with that, I'll pass. 
Thank you so much, Tanya D. from Illinois. All right, we're going to be wrapping things up with Lisa B. We did have time. Lisa, glad you hung in there. Please go oh, ahead. Good morning, Amy. Yes, uh, can you hear me okay? I can. Please go ahead. Okay, great. Thank you. My name is Lisa. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. Um, I was thinking about the, the process that happens before Bill is sitting there, you know, with Evie. And I was thinking about Evie and the whole atmospheric change. You know, the whole vibration and energy and atmosphere within Evie is different. He's feeling it. He's sensing it. He, he knows that something is different and how that's grace. You know, that's grace. And how I think about how grace is around me constantly. It's been around me always, my whole life. And how years and years I just was not able to hear it. Not able to hear it. And then suddenly something changes and I can hear it. And how today I need to pray on a daily basis for my higher power, whom I choose to call God, to please keep my ears open in a way that I can hear and comprehend and see, that I can eyes to see, because it's all around me and things can bypass me and uh, self gets in there. So I just was thinking about how the energy in, in Evie is different. Bill knows it. He knows that he wants that and that it didn't originate in Evie. It came from, from another place. It, it came from you know, what we're told is the solution, which is a relationship with a higher power. And just that, you know, just that. And I think about how God led me to OA and then OA, in fact, led me to God. And, mm-hmm. and it's all been a big joke. You know, I'm thinking that I've, I've orchestrated it, but I've had nothing to do with it. I mean, I've done the, the work, but even that willingness truly comes from grace, you know. So I'm grateful for that grace. And I seek that grace today, like, my oxygen, you know. So with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Lisa. Okay. Actually, we have two minutes left. I didn't even to Lisa left some time on the table here. Is there someone that wants a brief share? Hello, this is Rachel from Israel. Rahel, you have a minute and 45 seconds. Please go ahead. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. You'll tell me when it's over. Uh, I'm very impressed with with, with Bill's ability to write. I've been waiting for a while to say this. Look, on page 10, on top there, it says he talked for hours. That's Abby. Until now, Bill hasn't opened his mouth. All he's doing is going in his mind through all his childhood and when he enlisted in the army and all all his philosophy about faith and all, and he still hasn't said anything. Look at that. It's so beautifully written. That floored me. It began to look as though religious people were right. He's going through his spiritual awakening, step one, step two, all wrapped together. So exciting how it is written for me as a literature teacher. It means so much. Look at that. He talked for hours, and Bill, the next time that he will talk, will be probably on page thirteen because even on page twelve, he still is just once. Once uh, Abby will say uh, when he states, "Why don't you choose your own uh, conception of God?" 
And then again, his reveries, his thought, his thinking, hours until this transformation happened inside him. That itself is a miracle. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. And thank you. And I love everyone of you there, my family. Have a good day thank and good, good recoveries. I pass. Thank you so much. What a perfect way to end this out. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for another second awesome unrecorded hour study immediately followed in closing. The share ID for today, Thursday, June 23rd, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Vision for You Big Book study is 19,100. That's 19100. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Devorah S. please read a vision for you? Hey, good morning. This is Devorah S. Thank you all. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass to you and to countless others. This is the great fast for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of the past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.